The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, Farlanders. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof. This is episode 770. Oh, hello. 770 of Farlands or Bust. As we, whoa, as the creepers are out in the desert here today, as we're continuing west towards those farlands here in Minecraft Beta 173. Bloop and bloop. And we are continuing west, like I said. This episode coming out on Wednesday, February 5th, 2020, and being recorded live. Ooh, skeleton residue. Yoink. Being recorded live on Twitch. As we've been doing. Oops, I got all turned around there. Ooh, that was weird. Uh, we're raising money for PAWS, the Progressive Animal Welfare Society here in the Seattle area. It's where I adopted Juno from. But they also obviously do a lot more work rescuing dogs and cats as well as injured or orphaned wild animals. Re what's the word I'm looking for? Resuscitating is the wrong word. Um, reintroducing them into the wild uh, and whatnot. No relation to pause, unpause, because it's spelled P-A-W-S. Progressive Animal Welfare Society. Over at farlinesofbus.com is where you can donate. And we're up to $613 raised so far since we introduced this charity fundraiser. Thank you everybody who has donated, as well as with your donations, asked questions to give me things to talk about on this, this long, long journey in this big, big world known as Far Lands or Bust in Minecraft. How'd you get wet? Um, yeah, we need, we don't. Indeed. Not much, uh, had a weekend. Had a weekend. A weekend was had here the first weekend of February. Uh, after January finally ended. It felt like it went till January 57th, didn't it? Is that just me? I feel like everybody thought January was like, Ooh, this has been quite a year. It's only January. <laughs> um, so yeah, here we are in February. And at the end of February, I am once again, it's been three years, it's been, but I'm once again going to be relocating my posterior to a different abode. Only only like an hour away from where I'm currently at, so not, not super far, not, not cross country or cross time zones as I have the past two times. But uh, yeah, that's that's actually already underway. It's so convenient to have like a place where you can just slowly start moving your stuff instead of being like, well, you got a new lease. It starts on this date and your old lease expires two days later. Gotta do it all at once. Freak out. 
everything must go in everywhere all at once. So, uh, I feel hashtag blessed. They have a lot of sheep. Uh, a lot of loud sheep. Hashtag blessed to be able to just fill my Subaru every weekend. Drive down, drop stuff off, drive back. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, I was just saying to the chat here that I have a lot of books. Books are heavy to move. Never fill a box just full of books, because you'll never be able to lift it. Um, it's the weight of all the knowledge <laughs> that are contained within. Um, but I have a lot of books, despite not reading any of those books. Which is a bit of a paradox, don't you think? But, uh, yeah, that's beside the point. That's that's getting a, a move on, and hopefully shouldn't be too much of an outage of, of content, whether or not you watch just FLOB or you check out my streams or anything. Should, should uh, remain pretty consistent. Perhaps maybe the final week of February might be a little bit sparse, because that's when the actual move move will be... Uh, completed and I'll have to set everything back up and get the old place clean so I can hopefully get all my security deposits back. Um, whoops. And all that fun stuff. Yeah, I am also waiting for a a good weather day, which is extraordinarily rare here in the Seattle area. This past month, I've been seeing stories about it being like Despite being Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, and yes, it always rains. Just the longest stretches of no sun, whether or not it's overcast or drizzly, rainy or whatever. Some of the longest stretches have been in like the past month of gloomy weather. Uh, and today it's snowing. Today it's snowing. So I'm waiting for like a, a, a good day where I can drive the Corolla. Because that's going to be like a two-hour drive because I stay off the highways. Uh to relocate the Corolla so I don't have to have it, like, towed or something. Uh, I'm gonna jinx it by saying this, but next weekend it's at least supposedly going to be sunny and, like, 40s, uh, as long as it's not also wet and icy or anything like that. I think it should be good, but having said that, I just jinxed it. And yes, there is a, there is a, a covered secure garage space for the Corolla at the new place. Probably not for the Crosstrek, though, <laughs> once again. Uh, but that's fine. It already lives outside. It's fine. It's a Subaru. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Indeed. So yeah, that's going on. That's some, that's some life stuff. Life stuff. It's in the game. Woof! Speaking of life stuff, I got a lot of life questions here from donors to Pause Charity. Now let's pick up some blanks while we're at it, I suppose. This one from Tyler. Thank you, Tyler, for your donation. Tyler asks, very topically, about moving, moving house and stuff. I don't know if they intended this or not, but... Tyler asks, do you ever have to deal with homesickness? If so, how do you deal with it? Um, I guess I 
don't because I haven't had like a specified home in the last five years between being here for three years and Phoenix for two and then previously having condo in Chicago Chicago area you know it's I, I've not settled in a space for an extreme amount of time do I feel homesickness for like home home like my dad's house where I grew up and went to school and stuff like that no <laughs> no I do not uh, a lot of those memories just be I didn't enjoy being a kid or a teenager or a young adult so I don't have any sort of nostalgic fondness for for those times or places either part of which uh, is why moving out of those areas wasn't I, I wouldn't say it was a need or a priority but it was an easier choice to make without such personal attachments to the area um, so yeah homesickness I suppose if I'm like traveling like I was away for almost a week for the Mindcrack Marathon of course yes it was back in Chicago um, but I suppose I start to miss the conveniences and the comforts that I've set up for myself here in the home where all my stuff is and where I live and where Juno is and the girlfriend and everything um, but I don't know if it's I, yeah I guess I don't know how to define homesickness it must be one of those concepts in these novelizations these these stories in these books I never read ah <laughs> uh, I don't really need any more wool but that concept is foreign to me my friends Tyler also asked you don't like picking favorites but surely don't call me surely you must have a favorite color I don't know that I do I don't know that I do a, a great majority of my clothing is is blue navy blue denim blue I just think blue looks good like a dark blue looks good in general and and on me and it's easy to match with stuff my car the crosstrack is blue the Corolla is bright yellow um the 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 far lands are bust colors include a dark blue and an orange those are complementary art so yeah no i don't know that i have like a specific favorite that i could say specifically so i would definitely not be allowed to cross the bridge cuz i would change my mind midway through and get yeeted into the canyon that's a monty python reference all right let's go to sleep <laughs> And awakeness. <laughs> Woof. Thank you, Tyler. Anion is back with another question. You might have heard earlier. What made you change your intro from hello, ladies and gentlemen, to hello, Farlanders? Farlanders is very logical, but it sounds short 
when I have heard the other intro for several years, which has more syllables. Yeah, I I switched it. It was it was kind of a conscious decision. I myself wanted to change a while ago, but I kept accidentally just falling back on the on the uh, you know what I was used to. What the the, the, the sort of autopilot those syllables. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't even know why I started saying that in my video intros. It wasn't really unique. I'm definitely not the only YouTuber to have and to start my videos with hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I think I probably at some point increased the hello. Um, but beyond that, yeah, I really had no specific affinity to it. I think I've also realized that, yes, those those who do watch... Ha! I made it. Those who do watch Farlands or Bust specifically usually only watch Farlands or Bust. So I feel like directing these episodes, podcasts, whatever, at Farlanders specifically. Um, you know, as opposed to, say, the Subtub or... I, I don't know... What else I could call? Hey, come back here. You know, with different audiences for Ranwin Parked uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, I it just, it felt, it's branding. Hashtag branding. My brand uh, is really what that is. And yes, true. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, does in, in this, in this modern time, it is kind of selective and old-fashioned. Um... Not that there's anything specifically wrong with anybody else who uses that, but just kind of a conscious decision I made more about realizing that Farlands or Bust has a specific audience amongst everything else. Um, but yeah, I'm sure eventually it will sound more natural than ladies and gentlemen. Alan Zero... Alan Zero. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. No, that's a, that's a, speaking of Farlanders, that's a long time Farlander. That would make sense. That would make sense. No, Alan Zero. I feel like Alan Zero did something for us. Like an art or a texture pack or something. I'm, I'm thinking of Axis One is who I'm thinking of. Did the Farlander bust texture pack that I'm using. Anyway, <laughs> meanwhile, Alan is here like, what? I don't know. This is my first time watching and doing it. <laughs> uh, anyway, they ask, I'd like to hear a bit about your present day thoughts on fashion and your own sense of style and how your own sense of style has evolved. You used to talk about wanting to dress more like an adult and dressing well with references to put this on, for instance. I still follow put this on, although it, it's not... It used to be like they had like YouTube show and like podcasts and stuff, but it's more just like a website now. Uh, a blog, if you will. Um, you've recently mentioned you're not as into following fashion blogs or such things anymore. Do you feel more confident in your own fashion sense nowadays? I don't know about confident, but certainly comfortable. I certainly feel more comfortable. That's both in what I've kind of chosen to wear. I've defaulted back into the jeans and t-shirts hoodie 
it's it's kind of a Seattle, <laughs> a, a a Seattle. Uh, what do I want to call uniform? I guess. Um. But I think also it it tapered off living in Phoenix because in Phoenix you're pretty much the majority of the year stuck with shorts and a t-shirt due to the overwhelming oppression of the heat and sun and burning the burning um so yeah that's a city that would be hard to quote unquote dress more adult i've also adjusted my concept of adult i think cuz i'm not young <laughs> i am at the age when i was like a teenager or younger I thought, oh, that's old. <laughs> um, it's it's a little bit hard to graps, graps, grasp, since I am still. This is my my job. This is my work. So it definitely does have a bit of a youthly orientated both audience and just market, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, I still own what I would call nice clothes. I still. I bought a suit a couple years ago that's from like Brooks Brothers and it, I got it nicely tailored. I got a, I do have a, a, a jacket, a, a blazer that I need to get tailored that I want to take to the same place I found because they were actually quite good. It's hard to find a tailor like that does men's clothes. Normally you go to a place and they do like dress alterations and things like that but this person actually knew what they were doing. Um, and I own like a pair of uh, what what what's the brand? Alan Edmonds dress shoes. So I I like have retained that information and know what's a good brand and what isn't, and what's quality and what's not. But I've also realized I don't need that sort of stuff. There's no need for me, either professionally or casually, being you know to to be overwhelmed with that. And I might have gone a little bit nuts with it to begin with. Um, and I've since sold a lot of the really fancy stuff for niche stuff that I had. I, you know, sold them on eBay or whatever just to like, I don't, I don't need these boots or I don't need this sweater, <laughs> you know? So I, I sold a lot of stuff, speaking of moving and getting rid of things you don't need. But, yeah, no, I still like appreciate, like the thing I learned from that is like appreciating quality over quantity. Um... And also, being with selling stuff on eBay, it's like, oh, you don't have to buy brand new stuff. Reduce, reuse, and re uh, recycle. <laughs> um, but also, like, yeah, most of the time, a t-shirt, a shirt, and a hoodie, and jeans. That works. That works well indeed. So yeah, I can certainly appreciate the stuff still, and I still follow, like I said, put this on and a few other things. I think just in general, that's also kind of died down on the internet as well. It kind of, the hashtag menswear communities and whatnot have kind of, they peaked in the middle, the middle aughts or so, and things like the recession and... I, you know, I've read a bunch of articles, some of them being on Put This On, the, the association of these nice clothes with wealth and, you know, the icky feeling that comes with, you know, being associated 
even if you're not yourself like a wealthy person, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and also, you know, certain uh, certain groups, certain, uh, let's call them Nazis, yeah, really picked up on the, that sort of dapper look that they so and so called or whatever that I, they've been called in articles and things. Uh, but then they got punched, so that's better. So, <laughs> but yeah, that, 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 I think that is, I was definitely out of it well before that even was a reason or anything like that. But yeah, it's, it's also money. I've, I've shifted to spending money on obscure Japanese car parts and cars in general, um, and other hobbies and perhaps just trying to save and whatever. And dogs, dogs, pets, animals. Hiking. Hiking aesthetic. I gotta get more outdoorsy clothes. I'm looking for a pair of waterproof pants. Looking for a pair of waterproof pants, because I'd like to go hiking, and I'd like to not be restricted to waiting for the rain to stop. I got a good rain jackets. I got good waterproof boots. Even got some waterproof gloves. Need some waterproof pants, or even overpants. Pants you put over your hiking pants. That are, that are waterproof. Can't find them. I mean, the only ones that I've tended to find are, like, for skiing or whatever. I just, I just need light pants that <laughs> are waterproof and not $100. I'm asking for suggestions, is what I'm saying. Everybody look at your pants. <laughs> Everybody's waterproof pants. All right, let's go to sleep. And continue in the morning. I don't know that I can go to sleep. I think the moon has to show itself. Okay, I think we can do it now. Yeah! And awakeness. And I need a boatness. Woof! Whoa, hello! All right, don't get punched. Ha! Oh, he's gonna push my boat. Yep, you ding, you dingy, <laughs> you push my dingy. Um, Justin Rex asked with their donation, "What perplexes you? Perplexes me. Perplexes me." Ah, this question. <laughs> um, what perplexes me? I'm trying to think of like something minuscule and specific as opposed to like the world as a whole. Um, what perplexes me? Right now, I'm gonna say math. The girlfriend is taking some classes, trying to get a different degree, and is going through math. And a lot... I'm not really able to help, but the things she does show me are very perplexing. <laughs> it's frustrating. Uh, have those like as prerequisites. It's 
specifically if you know what you want to do and want to go for. But to get a degree, you got to go through that. And I don't even remember uh, that. That was I don't even remember. Like I didn't ever take, which is surprising to a lot of people, through high school or or college. I never took any statistics, calculus. I don't even know what calculus is. Trigonometry. Never took any of those. I went the bare basic minimum I possibly could and then ejected and forgot everything. Like, I did what I needed to do to get a passing grade, which might have been a C at best, and then just Control-Alt-deleted that from my brain place. Ah, careful, Wolfie. I think it's... Like, I kind of get how it's not necessarily about the math, it's about the language of math that they're trying to teach you. So it is almost like a language class more so than it is like a science or a applicable life skill. Um, so yes, I get that. It may be a bit misplaced in my personal opinion. Uh, the need for that sort of way of thinking. Yeah, but it's, the excuse is that, oh, it teaches you a way of thinking. A way of problem solving. But, like, she was doing something last night. Uh, what was it? Um, they were, like, equations factoring. Factor, factor out this equation completely. And then the answer is just another equation. It's not like I need a solution. I, like, what am I trying to find out by doing this? But it just ends up creating a different looking equation that supposedly means the same thing. And there's all these rules and all these conversions that, oh, negative one this, and then reverse the polarity. Uh, and then factor out the bigger number. And if it can be factored, a lot of times it can't be, then that plus that equals this. And... I, I like that part of it, I don't get. And she similarly has a similar brain to me, is like, what is this applicable for? <laughs> um, so it's it's almost like puzzles, uh, like like the the people who write the math problems and equations and solutions are like, here is this puzzle I created for you. It will be ever so perplexing for you to figure out. Please try. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's uh, that perplexes me. It perplexes me. I... I understand... why it's there. Not as much as I understand gym class. But I understand why it's there, but I definitely feel like it's more applicable to, like... grade school students and, and high school, you know, when you're trying to develop people's way of thinking and problem-solving, maybe, and following rules, and I don't know. Um, and perhaps it might apply to various physics or, or, or other applications, chemistry or whatever. But as far as, like, an adult my age, 
I think we're kind of beyond that. I think we can just call a mulligan and and be like, all right, like you've survived this long. I think we can move on to other things. Which might also be why I did bad at the foreign language. It's a similar concept. Translating these puzzles, whether it be a sentence structure or a numbers and variables uh, into something you can understand in that language. Um, so yeah, I don't know, that, that perplexes me. That's, that's an answer that I have right now. Um, carburetors perplex me. <laughs> they are magic and wizardry and you just cross your fingers and hope they work. Um, and if they don't, you just replace it. <laughs> As both Cone and I know, you just completely just chuck it in the bin and replace it. Indeed. What do we got? A little bit less than half a day here. All the animals disappeared. We did have a bunch of sheeps earlier, but no more. Yvette, thank you for your donation and question. Since you've been quote unquote playing Farming Simulator, what crop or animal would you farm in real life? Not wheat or barley or rye, gluten. Maybe when I'm old, I'll have a small hobby farm with goats and chickens. I mean, speaking of Seattle, people have goats and chickens in their backyards. Um, hmm. I don't know. I've never seen myself as a f in a farming situation like I like I suppose the thing I like about it is the the solitude and the the the, the tracts of land um I feel like animals would be difficult more difficult than just plants right like having to feed them keep them warm and remove their poop smell their poop all the time and then like deciding on what you're going to do with them do you just want their byproducts their their milk and eggs or whatever or do you want to murder them in cold murderous blood for their meats um yeah i don't know about animals animals would be a tough sell unless it's something obscure like there's a bunch of giant tortoises. <laughs> um, why not a a herd, a herd of orangutans? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of like obscure animals that probably don't want to farm, quote unquote. Um, plant. I think I would be more into, like, I don't know if it's technically a farm or not. That's more of like a, uh, uh, I'm thinking of more like a, uh, what, are, what are those things called for non-useful plants, for decorative plants? A nursery? Not even a nursery. 
Can you farm, like, sunflowers? I'm sure you can. Because sunflower seeds are a product. I don't know. I want something that's aesthetically pleasing. R raccoons, yes, raccoons. Don't gotta worry about garbage takeout. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, that's a that's a real uh, that's not one I've ever thought of. I'll farm cars. That's a junkyard, Kurt. But farming. Fields of automobiles. There, that's my answer. I've done it! I've done it, everybody. I've answered that question unequivocally. I don't know what an unequivocal is. Because I'm bad at math, and that sounds like a math term, even though I don't think it is at all. Gaggle of snakes. A murder of crows. Oops. A boondoggle of... Scorpions. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, thank you, everybody, for donating to our charity fundraiser. Pause over at farlandsabus.com. Keep doing that. Keep asking questions, and I'll certainly find ways to avoid answering them, as I have, <laughs> specifically for the farm thing today. Um, yeah, that's much appreciated indeed. I hope you enjoyed this episode, episode 770 of the series. Like, follow, and subscribe! <laughs> and uh, yeah, thank you so much. I will see you next time! <laughs> Here's this puzzle I created for you. It will be ever so perplexing for you to figure out. Please try. <laughs>